Welcome to the Denker Capital Podcast, where our highly experienced team of in-depth thinkers and other experts share their insights on a range of investment-related topics. In this podcast, we have conversations about developments in South African and global markets and what these may mean for investors. We analyze specific stocks and sectors and explore general themes relating to the fundamental principles that underpin sound investment decisions in an ever-changing world. It's June 2023, and today, Aquibus Wurstes and Nigel Barnes will be discussing the performance of global markets for the year to date. They'll explore the impact of tech stocks and the AI frenzy and factors that have contributed to the performance of the Denker Global Equity Fund and the Denker Sky Global Equity Feeder Fund year-to-date. They'll also delve into our investment approach and some stock ideas and shed some light on the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. Hello, everyone, and welcome, Jakobus. Nice to see you. Thanks for joining me. Um, I never say this as well, but welcome, Kaylin, my wonderful producer, who is, <laughs> as normal, standing here with the mic and giving us you know, directions and, and bits and pieces. But anyway, Jakobus. Morning, Nigel. Well. Morning. Let's, um, let's talk global. Um, global markets 2023. How have, how have things been going? Nigel, uh, 2023 has started off quite well for global markets. Although it's been a very narrow market, been a few big winners and not all stocks have participated in, in a rally that we've seen so far this year. Just unpack that a little bit in terms of the narrowness of the market for me. So the top 10 stocks in the US has basically driven all the positive performance for the year. So if you exclude the top 10 stocks, the market has been pretty much flat. Okay. Okay. And, and those top 10, that's, I believe it's the, it's the main large tech companies. That it's it's that. predominantly the, the, the tech stocks. So okay. it would be uh, Microsoft, NVIDIA, uh, Google, Amazon, okay. the likes. Okay. And I'll take those off the table, pretty much flat markets. Yes, that's right. Okay. okay. I mean, that must throw up some challenges, challenges for you, but let's get, that, get to that a little bit later. Um, just remind the listeners, um, Jacobus, which funds do you run um, or do you manage for, for Denker Capital? Um, just remind us of those. It's the Denker Global Equity Fund and the Denker Global Feeder Fund. So you've got a dollar-based right. fund and a RAM-based fund. That's right, yes. And performance so far this year? So the Denker Global Equity Fund uh, has given us 7.8% so far this year in dollars. Okay. That's the A class. Okay. Yes, and then the... Uh, Denker Sky Global Equity Feeder Fund has given 26% in RANDs, and that would be the A1 clause. Okay, excellent, 26% in RANDs. So based on the new 45% limits allowable for offshore investing, then that would be the fund that people would focus upon. Um, so that's great. I and mean, one of the few um, feeder global equity feeder funds out there in the market. Okay, fantastic. Why, uh, in, in terms of your approach, why those numbers... What have you been doing? Maybe give us a couple of specific stock ideas, mm. things you've been buying, things you've been avoiding. Mm. Maybe start yeah. with your approach. Nigel, in terms of our approach, um, our, our listeners will be aware we, we, we follow a very fundamental approach to investing. Uh, we make sure that we invest in companies that over time can grow shareholder wealth by earning returns on invested capital that exceeds their um, weighted average cost of capital. 
and in where the management teams have a have a track record of good capital allocation and are aligned with us as investors. So, um, and in third, the third pillar of our approach is valuation. So we make sure that we remain very disciplined on valuation. So last year, this time, I think we also had a, a bit of a talk and we spoke about some of these semiconductor stocks mm-hmm. where they've been sold down due to, due to the market's concern about a recession. Sure. And and that was the area of the market where we saw some value. We, we just felt that um, these are very decent companies uh, with a very strong long-term outlook, but where the market has become too pessimistic in the short term about uh, a possible re- recession. Sure. Uh, so both semiconductor stocks have done quite well for us so far this year. Obviously, the AI uh, frenzy has, has, has contributed to, to that. And uh, we would be very cautious about the whole AI frenzy at the moment. But there are stocks that are very decent companies with good products, good business models that will benefit in the long term from the global need for semiconductor chips. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, so, that would be one area that, that has done well for us and we have approach has worked well. Why would you be cautious about the AI development and frenzy as you use mm-hmm. What's your... Just give us your feedback. Well, Nigel, the, the difficulty with the technology sector and, and technology company is just the, the rate of disruption. And you can see it now again with Microsoft coming with OpenAI and the risk that poses to, to Alphabet and Google's business model and mm-hmm. um, well, their whole search um, business model. Two years ago, you would have thought that Google's moat is almost impenetrable and here comes a new technology that just disrupts it. And so the, the same applies for today's winner. So apparently the, the market is saying in the video is going to be a big winner. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, stock is up almost 160% this year. Yeah. It trades at a PE multiple of 45 times. Sure. So it's a c- extremely optimistic. Um, and yes, I'm sure the company will do well. And the new chip that they have is, is very well um Positioned for we for AI, but uh, you know, Denka, we just believe you know if, if if you pay that type of valuation for a company, um, you better be very sure that that growth does come through and that there's no uh, disappointment. Sure. And we saw that in 2022 with a lot of these growth tech stocks pulling back 30 to 40 percent. Um, and that could easily happen again. I think it's very important to remember that we also still in a, a period of quantitative tightening and liquidity is getting taken out of a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that means that you can see extreme volatility in the coming months or years as, as a Fed progresses on this quantitative tightening path. Yeah, sure. so you just don't know how things um, are going to play out. So we have to be very cautious about paying 45 times uh, for, for any any yeah, company. Sure, sure. Okay, moving away from tech, what other areas have you been positive about and have, have, have contributed positively to the to the portfolio? Yeah, Nigel, I agree. Maybe it's a good idea to step away from tech because that's been the, the big driving force this year so far. But if we just take a bit of a longer-term view of the last 12 months, uh, interesting companies for us that have done well is HEA Healthcare, which is the largest private hospital group in the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with dominant uh, positions in Texas and Florida. We will obviously benefit from a nice demogra- demographic tailwind with people semigrating to Florida and, and Texas. Sure. And obviously people getting older and needing more healthcare. A very well-run business, very reasonable valuation, ticks all the boxes for us. Okay. Um, that's been up, uh, I think, about 27% over the last 12 months. Okay. Then Ferguson PLC is a very interesting company. It was uh, listed in the in the UK for many years um, and only recently moved its listing to the US where they've actually got most of their business. It's a plumbing supplies business, distributor, uh, plumbing, heating and ventilation, aircon equipment, um, a very well-run distribution company uh, benefiting from infrastructure investment in the US, homes getting older, needing new plumbing. That company is up or that stock price is up 24% over the last year. Uh, and then Boeing, uh, interesting one, up almost 56, 56% percent over the last year. Um, everybody knows the Boeing story. One where you've uh, had to be very patient due to um, the turmoil that's been through first of a 737 MAX and, and then COVID. Yeah. And they seem to be coming through, through all the, the crises. The 787 MAX is up and flying again. Yeah. Global travel is recovering quite rapidly. We're almost at pre-COVID levels. The East is not quite quite there yet, but the US has, has, has recovered. And there's a massive demand for airplanes. Okay. So their order book's looking good. Uh, order book is looking very good. The biggest uh, challenge for them is just the supply chain and getting the supply chain up and running again and being able to manufacture enough plans to to uh, fulfill the demand. Okay. And they've also got a challenge on the balance sheet side. So as they are delivering stock that's sitting on their inventory, uh, we expect the cash flow to improve, and that should lead to a, a big improvement in the balance sheet. Yeah. Okay, great. All right, thanks for that. Um, and that's consistent with your approach of very much a sort of bottom-up thinking. You know, just... just Finishing off, Jacobus, in terms of the rest of this year, you know, what do you expect? Anything, you know, keeping you awake at night? Um, how do you feel about the, you know, if we see a pause in the Fed raising rates, yeah. what the impact's going to be? Any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Nigel, what, what's keeping me up, me up at night is quantitative tight. Um, we alluded to it um, previously in the conversation. It's just that we've never been through a period like this. We've never seen... A Fed with a nine trillion dollar balance sheet is trying to wind that down to eight trillion. It means there's almost a hundred billion of U.S. Treasuries that they are allowing to to roll off every month. Mm-hmm. It's a massive withdrawal of liquidity from the system. So I just think there's there's a lot of unintended consequences that can come from that. Sure. And so for me, from a risk management point of view, I think. It's important to for us to look at companies where the balance sheets are, are strong. And um, we just mentioned Boeing. That's one of the examples where where the balance sheet is stretched, and we have to have a very um, strong view on which direction things are going. But generally, the portfolio is invested in companies where the balance sheets are very strong, where we should be able to withstand a, a liquidity crunch. 
Um, this environment obviously also comes with a lot of opportunities. One of that would be the regional banking sector in the US. We've seen a big sell-off so far this year. And um, luckily, we can leverage off a world-class class financial team uh, for our financial stocks. So we think there are opportunities in the regional banking sector. Uh, I think the baby has been thrown uh, out of the bathwater and, and there are, are strong regional banks that are totally mispriced at the moment. Yeah, I, I think that would be, for me, the, 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 main, the main risk is liquidity and just to be aware of that, what that could do to your, your companies and um, also the portfolio overall. Yeah. Okay. Because thank you. Um, it's been great to catch up. To say everything driven by tech this year, and and um, you know the AI um, comments, and and as you say, use the word frenzy, probably a good term in the market. Um, but <clears throat> some great performance, especially from the feeder fund up twenty six percent this year. The A one class in rands, um, <clears throat> which hopefully will appeal to a few listeners. Um, and, uh, yeah, nice portfolio. How many stocks in the portfolio at the moment? Around 55. Okay, so concentrated portfolio, um, 55 companies, strong balance sheets, able to sustain, you know, any sort of liquidity crunch that, that might come, and then, you know, your, your rifle shooting some opportunities there in areas like regional banking, et cetera. So, Jacobus, thank you for your time. Nice to see you, and, um, yeah, keep it going. We'll chat later in the year. Thank you, Nigel. Look okay. forward to it. Cheers for now. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you found it interesting. If you would like to join us again, please subscribe for more investment insights. To find out more about our team and the funds we offer, please visit our website at denkercapital.com. Please visit denkercapital.com forward slash disclaimers for the full disclaimer relating to this episode.